2: Laura Ingram here with some great news for all of my fans. Starting September 2nd, The Laura Ingram Show will now be available free at podcastone.com. So, if you miss a show or worse yet, you're in a city where my show doesn't air for some reason on the local radio station, well, you'll be able to listen in ultimate freedom to the show anytime, anyplace you want. You just go to podcastone.com or even better, you can download the mobile app that's really easy to do onto your cell phone. Then just click on The Laura Ingram Show podcast logo. It's that easy. So, The Laura Ingram Show on Podcast one. That's podcastone.com
3: dot com.
1: Hello, my little black cherries. It's me, Allison. Welcome to another exciting Thursday show. <gasps> Jenna just walked in. Now, Woo! she just wasn't. Okay, I will introduce everyone in a second, but we were debating. I do believe I heard the door Everything's going exactly Somebody as planned. <laughs> Let's just listen to the song and day then I'll explain.
3: <laughs> because my guest is here, because my guest is here, because my guest is here. Throw on your headphones so you can hear away. this song on for your benefit. Sit right back,
1: enjoy the show, won't you give a cheer?
3: Because Make some more noise while you're free.
1: Because my guest is here. All right. So, hello, everyone. <laughs> we're We're actually all here now. Hello, Gary. Hey,
3: sorry if I...
0: Fuck that
1: up. That's okay. Hello, Matt.
3: (laughs) I'm also sorry that Gary fucked that up.
1: Hello, Chris. Hi, Boo Boo. Hi, Jenna. Hello. And hello, Kaylin. Hello. Okay. So what happened is Jenna wasn't here yet. We're starting a little bit early and we were debating whether to wait for her or whether to start. And then Matt said, if we start, then we can play that song, the Because My Guest is Here. And I was like, yes, let's do that, knowing that you'd get here within the first few seconds. But then you got here a little faster than we expected, and then I didn't have a chance to set up the song. So anyway.
4: Yeah,
5: the anyway. audience didn't uh, even know she was not here. I know. They would never have known.
4: <laughs> well, I'm sorry that I was running a little late. Um, no, it's totally okay. <laughs> Chris, okay. <laughs>
3: this All is right. why you don't bring hands or <laughs> cups into the studio there's,
1: once again what the audience doesn't know that now there's <laughs> what is so there's some liquid floating it's just towards me I'll do I, it. it's, it's like right. a very lazy river at a water park happening towards all of my stuff
3: i was trying to turn my mic up because as usual if i don't hear myself it's very upsetting so i wanted to hear myself louder and uh, knocked over Chris's glass of water there in the process. It's
1: it's sticking right around the perimeter of the console.
3: That's actually how I planned it. When I when I knocked <laughs> yeah. it over initially, I could thought could you throw some of those paper this towels? This way.
1: way? Hi, audience. We'll be left. with you in a second.
0: This is one of the most professional podcasts we've done yet, <laughs> and that is so, saying. What, what, or this is the first episode of the show you've ever listened to. <laughs> I like
1: how Matt. I know who, Matt it's Matt who, normally not like this.
0: Matt, who knocked over the bottle, or who knocked over the water in the first place, is the only person in that room not working to rectify the situation. I I'm holding this piece of paper. That that's you know, not working.
1: Could I have a little more paper towels? Uh, if that's you about want to it. Be... Oh, great! We're no, we have other paper towels. towels. Check. By the... the way, these are not Viva, clearly, because those are a bit more absorbent than this. So uh, anyway, so just to clarify, is this water that was it's spilled? It's water. Oh, okay, that's absolutely good. water. I find there's a big difference in uh, in destruction if it's a Thank sugary you. drink or oh, yeah, water or a diet drink. Okay, good. All right. So, uh, anyway.
3: Chris is <clears throat> giving me a look.
1: This is so... Well, now Chris is no longer at his station. Okay. Um, so he can't. Oh, no, you can still hear us. Okay, so anyway, what I wanted a lot of things to bring up. <laughs> I wish the audience could see me. I'm standing up, mopping up stuff while I'm I also mean, trying to so do. Anyway.
0: Please excuse Jenna being quiet. Her
3: mic is currently on a ledge three feet above I'm really her.
1: Sorry, it's far away.
3: Everyone's working as a team. Start over, Chris. Start this is over. gold. This is
1: yeah. I feel like someone should get some iPhone video of this while while it's happening, and I try to regain control of this. But and the funny don't thing worry is, is Matt's still holding the piece of paper. <laughs> this
3: paper will not what get. Is it? That piece I of don't paper? really know, but it's you know it's, half wet. That's a, a
1: rundown from the Adam Corolla show that we don't oh, need no. anymore. Oh okay. Fine. Oh no, it's it's Chris's notes. Yep.
3: All your notes are already drenched though. Yeah.
1: And it's not like we're not surrounded by expensive equipment that shouldn't get wet.
3: <laughs> Something that's been overlooked though. I could have easily knocked over a beer or something, but I knocked over a water. So to that, I congratulate myself. Hero. And <laughs> if you had knocked hero. over that
2: beer, it would have gone off the table and onto the floor. That is Not quite true. all over the expensive right. sound equipment.
3: I think it's good, guys. It's it's, it's just water. Yeah, so. you're
1: right. Okay. okay. Here, I'll just put it over there. So <clears throat> anyway.
3: Guys, it's the end of summer party. Again. Pool party. Well,
1: so lots nothing. of stuff. <laughs> what? I was saying that was,
3: that was my end of summer pool party celebration for all of us.
1: It was like a little pool of water so that headed fun. our way. Yeah, Thank you. I was, I was far too dry and comfortable. Um, all right. <clears throat> Lots of stuff to discuss. I want to hear how everyone's Labor Day was. And I uh, want to hear how Jen is doing and how your audition is coming along. And is that also- video posted? Sorry. It's not posted yet, is it? It is, like, going to post in any second. This is your America's Funniest Home, home video. Videos. Yes. For a second, I worried that they changed their name to America's Funniest Videos because it's AFV. But then I discovered upon looking, no, they still yeah. call themselves it's America's still Funniest home, home, videos. home Videos. Yeah,
4: I had to Google that, too, because I thought, uh-oh, what have I done? But the audition's really... I hope it's good. I don't know. You know how you stare at something for so long, you don't care? Like, it's just kind of... Yes. I have that with my face. (laughs)
5: People have that with my eyes.
4: (laughs) You know, you're just like, I can't do it anymore. So I had to walk away anyway to come do this. And they were like uh, some sort of technical word like rendering or something. I don't know. Rendering. That is a thing. Yeah. Yeah, That means you're almost done. It's pretty much going to be any second up on
1: YouTube. So that is very exciting. It's very exciting. All right. So pretty hot topic we were discussing before. Cherry and black cherry. And the carb today, you missed this, Jenna, was black cherries. As per the conversation we were having earlier, I explained that I have always had trouble trying to put into words the difference between cherry and black cherry. Can anyone else do it?
3: I attempted to. You Um, said black
1: cherry was a little smokier. Right. I don't think that works. No. It
3: looks smokier.
1: I've never had a black cherry, I don't think. Uh, No, I don't – I don't even know if a black cherry actually exists. I just mean if something is black cherry flavored, that's different than if it's cherry flavored. Oh. yeah. Oh, so we're
3: talking artificial flavors Yes. Then. Sorry. I should have oh, Okay. Clear. Well, I think what I say still stands though, especially if you're comparing it to like the maraschino cherry, right. which is super sweet and syrupy. But if you have like a black cherry soda, I think it tastes – the word that I would use is smokier.
1: It's more mellow and – see, I think that one is a more round flavor, whereas the cherry is more tart. Black I mean, cherries. That's probably right.
0: Black cherries do exist, so people okay. can save the tweets. Um, I, <laughs> <laughs> but are uh, they really black? I think I kind of agree with what you're saying. It's it is more of a round flavor.
1: I think I can describe it more in terms of what it's not than what it is. Philosophy classes should be discussing this. I because I because cherry, like I was saying, is more tart and uh, more bright. We need some flavorologists to call in. I,
3: but see, if we're going to talk about the physical cherries themselves, though, I think that a black cherry is like meatier and thicker than just like a standard cherry.
1: And is a black cherry? Is it actually darker?
0: I mean, yes. If, than what I'm mar- thinking than of a yeah. maraschino cherry, absolutely.
1: Is a maraschino cherry actually a cherry as well? Yeah. As why are we using that as f-
5: our example as a regular cherry? Well, is
3: she started a, with artificial a, flavoring, oh, okay. so that's why I said that right, before.
1: But maraschino refers to the. Turning it red and soaking it in sugar, or is that actually a...
0: I have no fucking idea. okay. I know black cherries exist, and based on the pictures, they are darker than what I would think of as a regular cherry. It is much more of a black color.
1: All right. Maybe we jumped into this before we were really ready.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Which is different from every other topic how.
1: I know. Um... The funny thing is, if this is the first episode of this show someone's heard, they will have all the stuff that's in so the long. beginning, and then they'll be... <laughs> thank you for your four minutes. So and then they'll long. also be like, they really do just talk about flavors. And that's nothing. true. All right, let's talk about this thing. And then, so this this show's kind of, we're doing the, the back stuff first, um, and then let's get into personal stories. On the Adam Carolla show, Adam mentioned super buff guys who take their t-shirt off at sporting events. And the way they take their t-shirt off is they reach back and like <laughs> lift the t-shirt over their head. Yeah, And then that made me wonder, wait, how does it, well, how does everyone remove their t-shirt? I know there's different ways, but, <clears throat> excuse me, I'm just choking. And I'm also just wondering, how does everyone here remove their t-shirt?
5: Well, I used to, like for most of my life, I used to just grab it by the collar or and then just pull up straight up but then uh, my friends told me i was doing it wrong where i should be doing it like the the cross arm at the bottom and then you and end then up with the inside well, out yeah. shirt so i've been i've been doing that now
3: and life has gone better because of it i've always that's how i do it yeah i've always done it that way as well the cross arm from the bottom yeah
1: now, all right. Because I
3: think the other way,
5: my old way, that, I used to have like really stretched out collars, and I think that's why. Now, <laughs>
1: when you put on a t shirt, though, do you do both arms and then pull it over your head? Because then you get deodorant on the outside uh, of it. Yeah. Well, you, that's the you, way. I fly after I, do I
5: put on the shirt.
1: That's even more risky. Why? Why? Do you go through the neck hole or under? Under. Because don't you ever get deodorant all over your shirt?
5: No, I, I feel like technology has. Technology? Deodorant? Deodorant? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, they uh, advances in deodorant. Um, I don't think streaks are a problem
2: anymore. You use they are for me. I still get oh, they streaks? Are? all the time. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. And well, I tried the clear deodorant, but my just get like rashes. Like my skin doesn't react well to it. So I oh yeah, it kind of one. burns
1: sometimes. Right?
5: Yeah. All right. Well, then I stand corrected. <laughs>
1: <laughs> How does everyone else here? Does hear? no one else
5: use spray?
0: I do My not. dad. I don't like spray. It's so loud.
1: Yeah. That's how I used to wake up every where
0: morning.
5: Where are you putting on your deodorant? <laughs> I like in the,
0: the library.
1: Well,
5: <laughs> I don't like. I don't like spray because uh, it it gets yeah. there. T- it doesn't all get to where I want it to go. And think of all the wasted deodorant like that you miss.
1: Well, where is it going? When,
0: hold on a second. If just, you're doing it after you put your shirt on, where if it's missing, it's still going. No, I'm saying on if you body. use a spray.
5: Yeah. Yeah. Just. Yeah, but it, some of it goes in your shirt. Some of it, I don't know. It's just, I like to know where every bit goes.
4: When I was growing up, my older brother, who was in high school when I was in elementary school, wore spray deodorant and his closet... we. Had- there weren't enough bedrooms in the house, so he slept in like the office. Mm-hmm. So his closet was actually outside in the hallway, and so in the morning he'd be in his towel. And my bedroom was right next to his closet, and I would wake up. That was my alarm clock to the sound of him applying his deodorant. <laughs> That's yeah. why you think wow. it's loud. So That's you're why I think it's
2: loud.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah, my dad used to wear Arid. I don't even know if they no, still make that.
0: Never, never, no idea. Yeah, either. they do. That's a uh, spray. Yeah.
1: From a long time ago. I was also
0: going to say like an old man's. Not it that that is, but, like, there's. Well, certain- no, I
1: believe he's switched to Mitchum. I think that's what he uses now. I don't know. That's, like, a... Uh, I... I actually don't know. I'm basing this off of, like, what I think was in my parents' bathroom 15 years ago. I don't think he uses spray anymore, though. But you do. Yeah, I do. Now, why do you find it beneficial?
0: I don't like the stick. It... Yeah. It's too easy to use? Too convenient? No, it's a... <laughs> <laughs> too listen, much control. I'm... <laughs> I'm I don't know. Maybe this is... Maybe it's a product of hair, but, like, if i found oh. that as a hairy guy, that's, oh. that can be an impediment to the sticks working. Like the actual antiperspirant ones, you can't get to roll at all because they just fucking hit you and stick. And then the other ones just kind of smear all over and it's not like, I agree with Taylor. You Kayla, like, like it the, gets
1: where you want it to go more.
0: No, like they doesn't. It just like, it's. No, I'm saying the spray. Oh yeah. Yeah. I feel it penetrates, penetrates. your
1: armpit bushes. Right.
0: That's fair. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah.
1: What kind do you use? Right guard. All right.
0: The rust colored can anyone's looking in you know wow. my birthday's coming up <laughs> <laughs> really i thought you prefer fancy hair gel well i just stocked up on that
2: okay
1: so wait how does everyone else here take off and put on a t-shirt
2: uh, i do the neck normally except after working out then it doesn't work well at all and just stretches out my shirt so i have to go with the cross
5: arm well, so because, I look at his collar right because
1: now. you're sweaty is that why it doesn't this work? is
2: like a three-day-old t-shirt just, just to clarify like, that's why you wore three days like in a row no oh it's
1: like it's very But young. it's
5: been three You've three worn it day- three days before it's uh, exactly. washing.
2: After, yeah. after washing.
1: Oh, I was very com- So wait, but that doesn't work for you after you work out because you're sweaty?
2: Yeah, and so when I try and just pull on it from the neck, it just rips the entire shirt. Or, gotcha. when, or
5: when you're sore, you can't do Like after working out, um, yeah, uh, then it's really hard to take off the shirt with a cross arm.
3: The cross arm method.
1: All right. Yeah. I'm with you. Gary, shirt? Matt, shirt? Um, Jenna, shirt?
3: How do I put on
0: Gary's shirt? <laughs> yes. Okay. Um, putting them on, I think I kind of do it Superman
1: style. That's, uh, arms, yes, yeah, right.
0: Like, arms first. Um, and taking them off, I've, I've done the cross arm thing, but I got yelled at a lot as a kid for things being inside out in the wash. So I think what I do, honestly, is one arm in, and then I pull it off with, like, the other, oh, interesting. like, kind of as a, at a sideways motion. See, are are your clothes not supposed to be inside out when you wash them? I was going to say, I would think so that you, benefits I, your clothing. As I got older, that's what I thought. But I used to get... it was That was a big problem in my house. Socks, is your mom... socks specifically.
1: Oh, oh yeah. well, there you go.
0: But it was so severe that it carried over to every other piece of clothing.
1: Yikes. Because your mom is severe about laundry or she's just severe?
0: No. Yeah, laundry. Every mom has, like, three hot-button things, that is, <laughs> right? Like... Totally. Yes. Is
1: that okay? So you that know was what my yeah. patch. Want to know yeah. what? <laughs> come on, big. No,
0: that was when it was more like Gary Patrick.
1: <laughs> want to know what mine mom, my mom's hot button issue is? Yeah. People removing pencils from the cup by the phone. <laughs>
3: mm. That's rough. Hold
0: on. What if they use them and then return them? That's okay. Oh, okay. But, but like taking one with you to school?
1: Oh, if it's going to be returned, it needs to be returned like within half an hour or else she will be convinced you are making off. I mean I think what would happen (laughs) is everyone would lose writing utensils and then here's a cup that has them and then they take them and then all of a sudden she'd be on the phone and not able to write something down or whatever. But she's like very, very territorial over her pens and pencils by the phone. What's everyone else's mom's hot button issue? I cannot (laughs) say all those words in order. Um,
5: Don't talk back. Oh, really? <laughs> Much more traditional. Oh, that was no, one of my mom's, too. I, I don't know. Yeah, she didn't really have any like weird quirks. Like, Yeah, I'm not sure if my mom did either. Yeah.
4: Rinsing the dishes before you put them in the sink. But you weren't allowed to load them because we all load the dishwasher wrong, oh, according to my that, mom. You're lucky. Then. I know. So we didn't have to load them. But if they were not, I mean, basically, you would wash it before they got put into the right. dishwasher. And then the other one, there was just one that just left my brain. Oh, she has, like, in her own bathroom, ob- she has her own bathroom in her master bedroom or whatever, and we were never allowed to use her toilet. <laughs> <laughs> Why? I don't know. She would get so mad if she thought someone had used her bathroom. Wow. Yeah. So for um How many bathrooms my- are in your house? Four. So there's plenty of other bathrooms oh. for us to use. What an embarrassment of bathrooms. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. But anyway, for some reason, she's really picky about... Her toilet, no one's allowed to use it, and so my brother-in-law one day on his birthday, he said his only birthday wish was that she would let him use her toilet. Wow. <laughs> did she, did she let him? Awesome. No, and then he just went in the house and did it anyway, and then took a picture, and then it was not a picture of him, like, going to the right. bathroom, but, like, I went in your toilet for my birthday.
1: <laughs> Wait, what was the picture of then? The toilet of okay. him in there,
4: yeah, okay. but gotcha. not, like, going.
1: An early it was, selfie. It was a toilet yeah. selfie. Yeah. 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 Yeah, it was pretty great. Pretty great. So he just wanted that, just because he wanted to see if she yeah, would he let someone else use experience. her toilet.
4: <laughs> like, what's so great about your toilet that you won't let us use it, Janae? That's my mom's name.
1: Is there anything great about it? No, it's boring old toilet room. Doesn't even have any like special squishy seat or anything.
4: No, but I did figure out that she has a closet in the bat in the area that's the little toilet water closet, I guess. Mm. And there's a l- another little closet inside it where she keeps like secret. Things like gifts for people, or things she doesn't want us to see, oh. or like her favorite food that she doesn't want us to have for a bathroom snack. Yeah, Figured
1: I remember. It out. I remember when I found the closet where my mom was hiding our Christmas gifts. The gift <gasps> closet. That was pretty exciting. Yep. That was back in the day when the fact that I was receiving roller skates for Christmas was like the best thing ever. Uh,
0: Did you know about Santa at that point?
1: I never. <clears throat> My parents never had me believe in Santa because – and for people who know my whole story, uh, this will be deeply ironic. They didn't want to lie to me <laughs> because if you lie to your children and they find out, they'll never trust you again. So that's why they didn't ever want to tell me Santa was real, which I, I, I was raised hearing that so many times that it, it was just like my parents will never lie to me. They would never ever lie to me because if – you know, and then – As I got older, I found out, oh, there had been many lies, but not Santa. That one I always knew. (laughs) So as a
5: kid, did you, like, you know, if I was in your class, and I was like, oh, Santa's coming this year. Would you correct me? No,
1: (laughs) I, no. They also always taught me not to tell any other kids because, yeah. In fact, I remember one time this kid told another kid that Santa didn't exist. It was around the age that people, you know, find out. And I remember thinking, that's not very nice of that little kid. Yeah. So... What was that like believing in Santa for oh, the people here who believed they used to, in Santa? pretty
5: great. It was really <laughs> it amazing. was really cool. And um it was until you find that gift closet. <laughs> <laughs> and like I remember like on the news they would fake like a Santa watch or something and like oh, yeah, for every all the year. kids. Yeah, and it was the coolest thing ever. Like, oh, he is real. He's on the news. And yeah, it's just it's just, it was really it was really fun to believe in. Even you know when you re- when you get to the age where you realize it's not real, you still kind of play along still just were
4: you fun. are you like do you have siblings yeah are they older younger oh okay because yeah, like i'm second youngest and they my siblings are so much older there's four older than me that i don't know if i ever really believed in it because i'm not sure because they were so much older it was like well why aren't you guys into it you know right there was like confusion them. yeah so that was always weird hmm. so how was everyone's
1: labor day
3: amazing relaxing Extra day off always makes it worth it. Um, On Friday, I left here, and I saved somebody's life. What happened? I went – yeah, not brag.
1: put out a (laughs) mop fire?
3: Yeah, put out a mop fire. No, I already did that. That was already on my good boy list. (laughs) Um, I went to the CVS to pick up a couple things, and I had to get a haircut, which is in the uh, same parking center. So I go to the CVS first, do my shopping. As I'm leaving, there's this old guy in a car – and he just goes, son, son. Oh, my and God. And I, of course, go up to him like a little little uh, weirded out, not quite sure what's going on. And he's like hyperventilating in his seat. And he's like, call 911. Call 911. Now, let me stop here. What would you do in this situation? You dial right away? Yeah. I ran back into the CBS and asked them to call 911. Now, I don't really know what possessed me to not dial it. But uh, to me, that seemed like the more sensible thing to do also to go get like some water for the guy. People at CVS not really willing to call 911. Are you serious? And not willing to give him a water bottle.
1: Wow. And oh
2: jeez.
3: I just kept, I was like running back and forth between the car to make sure he was still okay and then come back in. I'm like, "Why? I don't understand. Give me water." Like, "Oh, we can't. We can't give him anything." And I'm like, "I will buy the water bottle. I just show me where it is so I can get to this guy." Long story short, eventually they do call nine one one they oh, do, they did find they did eventually why they someone had to call their boss first, and I heard oh, them on God. the phone like talking to this person and I'm like i should I should have dialed it I should have yeah. dialed it. did you
1: it. have your phone with you
3: I did, and you know i again, I don't know what it was that possessed me. I think it was maybe in the back of my you mind did you think it was a scam or right something? in the back of my mind thinking maybe this is b s but it felt very real um so anyway i I saw that c v s was taking care of the situation. I went over and got my hair cut, and then you know half hour later, I'm walking back to where my car's parked. three fire trucks, two ambulances, guys getting carried off on a stretcher with an oxygen tank, and I thought, all right, we did the right thing for forcing forcing them to actually call nine one one
1: I can't believe they were resisting It at was very first.
3: weird. the water thing I sort of feel like you know. Because it's a business, if something were to happen to them, you know they would be liable for it.
1: Oh, like if the water made his situation worse, right? right? And I
3: think that possibly the liability of making the call yeah. might have also been something. But still,
1: that's it was shitty. a very
3: weird situation. And and again, I asked you guys if you would have called instantly because for some reason I didn't, and I probably should have. Thankfully, it seemed to be okay, but it was a very uh, and you str- never
1: found. I take it you never found out what happened. No,
3: I mean I I was really excited that it actually was a scene though that people actually came and took right. this guy to safety and that it wasn't some weird scam thing you know and he was old he was yeah he's an old guy
1: poor there old guy yep good he, work he said, god,
3: he, he said god bless you to me I was like eh, no problem <gasps> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> thank you for that guys so that was the start of my Labor Day weekend and um everything after that life just seemed a lot more precious after that you know what I'm saying I hung out with Matt this Labor
0: Day weekend um and then, promptly proceeded to get sick while we were hanging out and spent the rest of the weekend in bed. It sucked. Mm. But uh, Matt and I went down and hung out with our old roommates in their new place in uh, the Hermosa Beach area and walked around and had some dinner and
5: had some good times. Ate some pizza.
3: It was
1: pretty chill. Nice. It was a lot of
3: fun. Yep. I'm
5: bothered by how CVS handled that, and it's just like, is it because they thought you like they, they can't call 911 because, well, first off. When that happens, I was taught because I took like a first aid class or something in in college, and like you should never leave the person and like scream around for help because you're and then um and then have someone else call 911 one if you're if you're uh, uh, taking care of like the person that's there. So in the future, I think that's what yeah you're gonna you you would do. But ringing the CVS and the fact that they didn't call makes me think like, is it because somebody else ruined that?
3: Probably,
1: I think so. And how I
5: mean- insane is that? Like. Uh, it, they could I have people. thought that
3: I was scamming them yeah. What's the in scam? some way. Right. I mean, I, who is well, he? So he's he's prank, a anything. sitting
1: duck. A prank? Well, like, yeah. yeah, some kind of prank. Oh, man. Well, listen, is but like, be, why is, I
3: feel like the only
1: That's so. Take that risk. Let me tell yeah. you,
3: though. I had had an experience. We were talking on this show a while ago about like, getting uh, getting scammed. I don't, everyone was kind of telling stories. I'd forgotten that this happened to me, but a few years ago, maybe it was like five years ago, I was coming back from the bank, walking to my car, and an old guy came up to me telling me that he was having a medical emergency and that he was trying to get his medication but, and like get a ride. His mom was on the way, but he didn't have the money to get the medication that he needed. His mom? How old was he? I mean, listen, it all happened very fast, and I absolutely gave him money. And I, as soon as I got into the car, all these pieces started to fall into my head. And I realized I had totally been scammed. Like, there's no question that mm-hmm. I was. Yeah. But at the time, I thought that I was helping somebody
5: uh. having a medical
3: emergency. Like, that had literally happened to me. And that was running through my head when this other guy was calling me over. I was like, oh, here we go again. Why am I getting called See, over for that, it this That time? should
5: not even be a thought.
3: Yeah, like, it is. Like, am
5: I getting scammed right now? And it yeah. sucks. Like I walked into a, there's a restaurant out here. I don't know if it's everywhere, but called Flame Broiler, which specializes in like chicken teriyaki bowls and things like that. And they have a poster that's like I want to say three foot by five foot of like you know pictures of all the bowls. So it's a big picture of their like chicken teriyaki bowl, and in big letters right under it says "not actual size." <laughs> and I just think like who is the a hole that like asked for their money back once they saw the actual size of the bowl that the bowl wasn't three gallons of <laughs> rice and chicken. Huh? Like, why do they have to put that? And it's because somebody ruined it for everybody else. And yeah. And it, it's insane. So, damn it, CVS.
1: Well, for me, <laughs> I think the mitigating factor would be it sounds like this guy looked like he was in distress, right?
3: Absolutely, he did. Yeah. And, you know, I was telling the story to somebody else and they asked me, like, why, why I was obsessing over the idea of getting that person water. And I was like, because the— Guy was like in a super hot car outside in the middle of the summer, like having trouble breathing. Like, when does a bottle of water not help?
1: He could have been fondleering.
3: He could have very easily been fondleering.
1: I know what <laughs> you're going th- through, sir.
3: But that <laughs> also could be, you know, why you don't call nine one one right away. I mean, if somebody's telling you to, I guess. I you, think if you someone should. tells you, to, like,
5: I, I wouldn't even think twice. I would do it, uh, yeah. even if it is a scam. Like,
3: I mean, I don't know. I just, yeah, I, I, I just how I am. Well, listen. CVS did do the right thing. It took it took a little bit of pushing and how
1: much time would you say elapsed between when you asked and when they did?
3: I mean three minutes, three to five minutes of just kind of like hmm. you know, it's I could tell that clearly someone was on the phone with like a supervisor and I was I was trying. Okay, so not they didn't refuse, but they were they were acting, but they just had to go. The water, the water is a little bit of a different story. The water was like, just please fucking tell me where the water is, and you know, people in the in the uh, checkout line are kind of looking at me, and I'm like, guys, I'm not trying to make a scene here. I'm not the person who's prone to hyperbole. I'm just telling you that there's somebody parked right in front of your establishment who's having a serious medical issue, and I need to help, and you need to help. So I think they, and like I said, they did send a rep out who did stand with the person and stayed with them, I'm sure, until the actual authorities arrived. So it mm-hmm. took a little bit of pushing, and I don't think it was implicitly CVS' fault. It was the this idea of, why is this in anybody's head fault? It's like society's fault. Any number of businesses could have had this exact same situation and reacted the same way. I don't think it was intrinsic but to still, this location. But still, which CVS was this? Right, you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> I, don't, I don't want them to get hate mail because yeah. I think they did do the right thing. Right. It was just somebody no, – Somebody thought that they were doing the right thing for their company, not fully grasping that there was, like, a human life at stake. Yes, right.
5: and it's hard. Like, where do you find that line of being, like, a human that outside of where you work and following the
3: rules and everything that you were taught? Exactly. Like, you... And it's weird, but I had, I had to push somebody out of corporate mind into human mind. Oh. Like well, good. Yeah.
1: Good. Well, I'm, I'm glad it all worked okay. out.
3: Yeah. The, yeah. I'm glad, too. I really too. was glad, too. Good and job, I, Matt. Like, I'm... That's awesome, man. Thank you. You're a hero.
1: So I was a sponsor at my college. I went to a small liberal arts college, Pomona College, and they – freshmen are put into what they call sponsor groups, which is like the 8 to 12 – maybe it's a little bit bigger than that – people that you are on the – that have the rooms right around you, the dorms right around you. Um, And then there's two sophomores who are your sponsors. And it's sort of like to ease you into college life and adjustment and all that. Um, And it's like a big thing at the college – And it's a big thing to – it's sort of like your family when you first get there. And then it's sort of a big deal to become a sponsor. A lot of people want to become sponsors and they vet you and all this. So I was a sponsor, which was quite an esteem, uh, if esteem is a noun. Um, And anyway, it was – I discovered quickly though you're all of a sudden thrust into this position where you have a ton of responsibility You don't actually – you don't have any – you're not an RA. You don't have any disciplinary power. Um, And you don't really have any training. But suddenly people are coming to you with all of their problems. And I felt kind of over – well, also, I think I was the first sponsor whose co-sponsor, that was the guy, got desponsored, which had never happened before, like a few weeks into it. Because I – what happened? I think he – Threw a computer off a balcony or something like that. I'll do it. And right. then it turned yeah. out that he had only wanted to be a sponsor because you got a most most sponsors got nice rooms. That's the only <laughs> reason he wanted to do it. Like he was not a nurturing person at all. If you're listening, maybe you've changed. <laughs> I doubt <dad>, he's <laughs> listening though. So no, anyway, yeah, so was I was CC alone. But so anyway, I was asleep one night and there's this banging at my door and one of my sponsees. That's Sorry for the terminology, but that's what they call him. One one of my kids uh, came in like freaking out, hyperventilating, saying that she couldn't breathe. She had smoked pot. She couldn't breathe, and I was asleep, so I was like dead to the world. And I'm a very light sleeper now, um, but I don't I don't think I was as much of a light sleeper back then because I know that it like took me a few seconds to come to, and then. Um, I think there was someone with her who was saying, call camp sec, call camp sec, that's campus, campus security. But in that moment, I couldn't remember the number. And so her friend was like, it's, you know, 7789 or whatever it is, because, you know, everything, everything was just four-digit numbers. So I called them and they came. But I was like not awake for any, I felt like I was in a dream for all of this. Um, and it turned out that she just was sort of having a panic attack because she had smoked pot which in the moment hadn't even occurred to me. In my head, it was like, oh, my God, oh, my God, this is a real emergency, a real medical emergency, and I can't remember the number. And I remember that everything was fine. She was okay. You know, They checked her out and stuff. Um, but the minute they all left my room, I just started crying because I felt so much like I had failed her because I couldn't remember the number and da-da-da, oh. even though it was only a couple seconds. But I felt like I, they needed me in an emergency and I couldn't do it.
5: A lot of a lot of emotions going on. Yeah, at the time. yeah. I
1: think I think a lot of it was just the trauma of the yeah, middle of the night too. But at the same time, thinking because my dad, you know, retired now, but was a doctor and would be on call sometimes, and always claimed that he was a light sleeper because he had to be able to wake up and like rush into action at any moment. But I think that people who are expected to rush into action have training, whereas they, they're they just sort of like sometimes – I know I'm jumping all around. But sometimes I look at babysitters who are 13 or 14, and I think of the people hiring them, what's this child going to do if anything really happens? And, I mean, I babysat at a really young age, and I had babysitters who were really young. But um, it's funny, the the people that we expect to take care of of little vulnerable ones who – and you just trust, I guess. You it's, know, It's a
5: weird form of optimism. Like, I yeah. don't think anything's gonna, bad is going to happen anyways. Like, I mean, if you hired, yes, yeah, some old person that, you know, is really strict and stern, which, I mean, that's fine too, but it's just, it just shows, yeah, just a, it's like leaving it just, the door unlocked.
1: Right. I think it mm-hmm. just shows in general that usually nothing bad happens. Mm-hmm. Right. So, um, so <clears throat> I haven't talked to Daniel yet about whether I was going to talk publicly about this, but I'm going to, because I'll just let you guys know, because everyone's been sort of following the whole sad Oliver saga. That's my dog. Um, That was my dog who died. And it was very sad. Um, So I went to Las Vegas for the Adam Carolla show on Friday. And I thought that Maybe being away or being in Las Vegas where there's so much stimulation that I would feel better. But weirdly, it actually – I don't know if it was because I was away from Daniel or I don't know what it was. But like the grief just hit me so much harder there than before. And I was so – so bereft. I mean, I, it's not like I've been having a great time anyway, but for some reason, what were you going
0: to say? It didn't show. I mean, oh, good. You, you put on a very good face. Oh, that that makes me feel better. I spent Thank a you. lot of time with you, and I couldn't tell. You were really good to the fans at the end. And yeah. I, th-
1: Talking to the fans made me feel better. Yeah, that was I, good. You did
0: seem a little more upbeat during that, and I remember thinking well that's just nice but yeah you didn't you didn't seem that bad so.
1: even when we got in the car and dawson was like all i want to do is go home and hug my dog and cry that <laughs> and then i said that was
0: a particularly rough moment but... oh
1: no that's okay oh, something i want to say though a lot of end. people have said things and then they'll be like oh my god i'm you know like they feel like they put their foot in their mouth or something yeah what do you how do you to feel about that? i feel like
0: i did that recently but
1: yeah but it, but this is what i want to say to you and to anyone else who feels that way when someone is grieving, there's nothing that you could say that's going to make them feel worse than they feel. Like, And, and if you're worried that you are saying something that's that going to trigger a memory, it's like when someone's in that stage of grief, it's not like it's ever out of their head. There's not any moment that I'm not thinking about it right now. So no one has to feel bad about anything they could say because there's nothing that anyone can say that's really going to make me feel <clears throat> bad. People can say things that make me feel better, but...
5: I feel like it's almost worse for us to, like, go back around and say, oh, my gosh, I'm so sorry.
1: That, no, that, that doesn't bother me either. I mean, I thought – you know, when Gary felt like he put his foot in his mouth and then he, he you know, apologized, mm-hmm. I, I was just – like, it didn't even bother me at all. And I just thought, oh, that's – I can understand where you feel that way, but don't and even I, worry. I
0: believed you. It, it did make me feel better. You were genuine. but yeah.
1: yeah. Okay. Well, so anyway, I'm glad to know that it didn't show because I felt like I was kind of fighting back tears a lot in Las Vegas. Um, so anyway, then I – Yeah, I don't know. Again, I think it's... It always interests me the way that when you go on vacation, when you go out of town, the things that stay in your head versus the things that kind of fall away. And then you get home and you're reminded of the things that maybe had been on your mind at home. Like there's certain things that are just situational, I guess. Or it's like the the very sort of day-to-day concerns when I travel don't come with me, but the bigger things do. And in this case, the really big thing of just everything that we had just gone through came with me like tenfold.
5: Well, especially since Daniel didn't come, it's real easy to feel lonely going away,
1: leaving yes. home.
0: There's also the component of last time I got on a plane.
1: Yes, that's the other thing. Yeah, I didn't have good experiences of having been on a plane recently. Yeah, that's rough. So, but so anyway, um, got home Saturday, and then Saturday we had a little, um, like memorial for Oliver. I invited this woman who had been – I think I mentioned that the therapist that I used to go to is more of like a life coach than a therapist um, and she – it's a long story why it ended up being her that I asked but I knew that she would be good at this and she came over and we both talked to her and it was almost like a therapy session for both of us um, but then we also like lit a candle and just – I don't know. I i actually – if I sat down, I could probably remember every the order of everything but – it was really kind of like we just had like a little ritual ceremony and and celebrated him and said goodbye and also talked about what he had meant to us and, and sort of talked a bit about death and, and about a lot of things. And it was amazing. I felt so much better afterwards. I wouldn't have expected that I could have felt that much better. Um, that night, Daniel and I both had an appetite, cause, which that's actually – one of the benefits of grief was that I had no oh. appetite, but I, was, but I was like, oh, this is a good sign that my appetite's coming back. That night, I slept well for the first time. I, I slept, it was almost like someone had slipped me a drug. Like, I had no memory of actually, I, or very little memory of getting into bed, and I said to Daniel, like, how did you find me when you went, because he got into bed after me, and he said that it looked like I had fallen asleep in the process of trying to get comfortable. Like that's how much wow. I didn't, I didn't even Good. get all the way into bed. I slept so soundly. And the next day for the first time since this has happened, I woke up without that feeling of just hollow, empty. What is, cause I've been waking up feeling like, oh, what is even the point of it all? Like that, like so sad and just like, I guess I should get out of bed. Just dragging myself out of bed. I actually felt the tiniest bit of, I feel okay. It's weird. The whole like, it's like ceremony. It's like Wayne from The
5: Leftovers gave you a hug. Yes.
1: <laughs> it is just like Inside. that. Um, it's funny. I actually thought of that. <laughs> I thought it's weird. I feel like some of my pain has been taken away. It just weirdly I think helped me sort of move through some of the grief. I just felt a little bit farther away from – and yes, I did split the difference between farther and further because I didn't know which one I wanted to use – from the pain. And Daniel felt better too In a weird way, it was almost like how I imagine being um, hypnotized is. Like, it's just magical. I just feel better. That being said, I sort of knew there was no way that that could last where I felt totally okay. And so a lot of the grief has come back. But the whole thing has made me realize just the importance of rituals and funerals, funeral rituals specifically, and all of that. And, like, in the future when I lose people, I want to make sure that I have a good funeral, for them because my grandparents, well, all four of my grandparents um, have died. And my mom's parents died when I was pretty young. And I remember I went to my mom's mom's funeral and they had a person leading it. But when my dad's parents died, we just kind of all gathered and we all shared stories, which was okay. But I actually, th- and I, and Daniel and I, and I think maybe his preference would have been To just have the two of us talk about Oliver. But I think having someone from the outside come in, someone who's kind of new agey, um, made all – for me, made all the difference.
3: Whose idea was it to do this?
1: Mine. Because I had 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 a session with her um, where I talked about it and she said, can we light a candle for Oliver? And like I put (laughs) – was trying. I didn't have a picture of him, so I had my iPhone. So I just put up my iPhone picture of him. So we, t- you know, we lit a candle and talked about it. But she kept periodically having to tap my phone because it was so dark. <laughs> so that was pretty funny. Yeah. But I felt like that was really helpful to me. So I felt like it would be helpful for Daniel to have something like that. And we had talked about just sort of doing doing something yeah. ceremony wise. And Daniel so, felt good about it too? Yeah, he felt good about it too. Good. So, that's my uh, so my practical advice for people who are grieving. Remember last time I said move your furniture around. This time I say have some kind of memorial or something like that. You know, I think there's there's a reason in culture that we do it. And I don't think people always do it for pets, but just but I think do it if if you think it if you're having trouble moving past some I think you should
5: actually always do it for like a pet. Like it just it's nice to think about those memories and and uh, like I, I used to see in TV shows a lot where the kid would have a memorial for, for the, the pet. goldfish. And was, it, yeah, and it was it was all it Are always you calling Allison a nine year old. No, but I'm just saying it. No, I it
0: know even we did the same thing for my dog. Even did though, you? Yeah, she died of old age. It was obviously it was much smaller. I would imagine it was just three or four of us. I don't know. I don't know what you oh, did. No, I, don't the, no, guessing, was, I don't know was why I'm guessing. This was just
1: Daniel and me and okay, this s- woman. Then sorry, that that's okay.
0: I made that assumption. But yeah, we just, you know, we sat around and spent forty minutes just talking and I don't know. It was good.
1: Yeah, I had I mean I've lost pets before growing up and had never had any sort of service or anything. Although I think they were buried in the backyard, so there was that. But I don't know that there was anything ceremonial about it. Um Yeah. It's kind of scary. I know, isn't it? <laughs> uh, it is. When I think about it now, I actually said to my mom, was "Like that
5: pet cemetery movie."
1: I said to my mom, "Did anyone ever has have you ever struck dead pet?" <laughs> you yeah. know, yeah. and I think what, she's Worn the
3: garden.
0: What, what, what size pet were you guys putting in the backyard? Because we put, horse. <laughs> it's like a, well,
1: it's I a had lot. pet ducks
0: growing up. Okay, yeah,
1: birds like small just, things. Yeah,
0: yeah, okay. We did what that were you going to say? No, we did that too. I'm just wondering. That's not. You don't do that for a dog, do you? I
1: think you're actually... It depends where you live, but there are a lot of places where you're not allowed to bury a dog yeah, in the backyard.
5: <laughs> Good.
1: Did you did you get your dog's ashes?
0: Uh, I'm sure that someone did, someone did. I didn't really want to know. Did you?
1: Yes. I don't have them in my possession yet. They're my My mom picked them up from the vet. But on our way out, they said... You know, do you want the ashes? Do you want a clay paw? Clay paw is where they make a little clay imprint of the paw and they decorate it. And I was, I didn't, I didn't want to say no to something and then afterwards wish I had done it. Um, so I said yes to the ashes and to the clay paw. And apparently, I again, I haven't seen it yet, but the ashes are in a cedar box, like a nice little thing. And I don't know. I think you
5: don't know what your plans are for them.
1: I no. I mean, I think. I think just keep them in the box, in my underwear drawer. No, I don't know. (laughs) I actually think it would be nice to have them. Daniel is less enthusiastic about it. I think for him—
5: I'd be the same way as Daniel, I feel.
1: For him, it's just like I can't believe our baby has been reduced to this, whereas to— me and i I do get that when i think about when I think about what it really is. I almost think I almost wish we'd buried him or had him buried or whatever but well what 's your feeling about that
5: well, i i, I don't know I, I mean getting the ashes is fine, maybe spread them or something or or uh, but yeah, because when my grandma passed, my mom got her ashes and they 're just sitting in her living room and it it, it haunts me yeah like, the staring at the can't can't looking at them, them. i don 't like i mean if you yeah, if, just if knowing that you there. feel better to have them in a
0: drawer somewhere out of sight or whatever, or to spread them where Oliver would have loved it in the sun somewhere. You know, Daniel told that fucking story that almost made me cry about looking up into the sun. Yeah. I don't know if you guys may not have heard the Monday episode, but for those of you who did, it was fucking heart wrenching. But yeah, I mean, I, I agree with Chris that having them in sight is a constant reminder that would be hard for me. Right. Yeah. yeah
1: the reminders. So, I had the cutest ever picture of Oliver. That was my my phone background and my lock screen. And on Friday when we got back to town, um, that's when we saw him at the vet. And then on Saturday was the last day. But I changed my phone screen on that day just because looking at this picture of him healthy – was like – it was gnawing. It was just – and I took sure. down all the photos. <laughs> it's funny that we're talking about a dog and not a human. But, you know, we have an Oliver calendar and of course <laughs> – the cutest fucking thing ever. And one of the things was like, I, you know, we can't even believe he's he's not going to live long enough to see the end of the calendar. But I had to take that down. I had to take down any of the reminders at the beginning just because – I don't, I've been thinking about it because I put the calendar back up and now I like looking at photos of him. And so I was thinking, why did I have to take that down? And I think it was just, I had to create a distinction between when he was alive, when he was here and when he wasn't. And to just leave them up felt like I wasn't, it felt like, well, it's just like everything's the same. But, and then I kept, kept being reminded by the fact that it's not, I don't know. Anyway, though, in lighter news, Today, I watched, uh, on Hulu Plus, I watched Mulaney, which is John Mulaney has a new show coming out. And yeah. they have a 22-minute like uh, special thing about the show.
5: He's a, he's an SNL writer, wasn't yes. he? Okay. Yes,
1: yeah, and a comedian. And that was so good. And then I watched the first episode of season two of RuPaul's Drag Race, which oh, I'm geez. going to get into. Do you guys watch this?
5: I, I saw it once with my uh my girlfriend at the time we went to like a costume party. I'm actually yeah keep talking. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well I've decided I'm go- that's my new show. And uh thankfully a lot of episodes are on Hulu Plus. You guys know Hulu. Hulu Plus is so much more with Hulu Plus you can watch shows on your schedule. For example, I could spend all day watching RuPaul's Drag Race if I want. They have all the current season episodes of shows like Daily Show with Jon Stewart, Batch Thorette, Undateable, Revenge the Mindy Project at midnight and tons more shows and every episode of shows like Survivor, Cosby Show, Ugly Betty. I could I could continue, but. Uh We'd be here all day if I told you all the shows they have. Hulu Plus works on your computer, Smart TV, Roku, Apple TV, Xbox, pretty much any streaming device you already own. You can even watch it on your phone or tap it on the train at work, at the dentist, or in the bathroom. Also, Hulu has all sorts of special originals and exclusive content. For example, I would recommend the new show The Hot Wives of Orlando, which is a parody of the Real Housewives series. It stars Casey Wilson, Kristen Shaw, Angela Kinsey, and a cast of hilarious women. Have you guys caught any of this? It's super funny.
0: I've seen the trailers for it. It's yeah. really, it's, it looks hilarious.
1: It is hilarious. They also have the awesomes from creators Seth Meyers and Mike Shoemaker, which is an animated comedy about a misfit group of superheroes. So all sorts of original and exclusive content uh, with Hulu Plus. You're in control to stream these and thousands more as much as you want, wherever you want. It's just seven ninety nine a month. Get your shows anytime, anywhere. Right now I'm offering you guys a special two-week free trial when you go to HuluPlus.com slash Allison. Again, that's HuluPlus.com slash Allison. So remember to go there or you can click on the banner at my website, alisonrosen.com the Hulu Plus banner uh, helps us keep the lights on and it gives you a better deal and again then the, if you use special slash Allison or the banner on my website they'll be like oh look Allison sent these people here we love her and that's kind of the whole point okay I think we have an iTunes comment of the week
5: Allison wants your iTunes comments Allison wants them yes she does please leave her some iTunes comments and don't forget
1: to click five stars
0: All right, this week's iTunes comment of the week comes to us from Boy BoyDVV54, and it's titled Love the People, the Songs, and the Flavor Talk. <laughs> this show is just fantastic. The intro songs are, inc- are unbelievably catchy, and you will dance to them guaranteed. Everyone is hilarious in their own way, and I've got my wife listening to this show, and she said on multiple occasions that I'm just like Kalen.
1: <laughs>
0: that was Kalen's Corner.
1: Yeah, it was. That was Kalen's Corner. <laughs> Hello. Yay!
0: caught that part that's pretty cool i guess i particularly enjoy participating in the amazing discussions regarding everything from shower traveling to the intricacies of the flavors and textures of every food known to man all in all this show is the best if you're looking to have a good laugh p.s allison you have the smoothest segues this side of the mississippi (laughs) keep it up
1: well thank you very much now in his comment he requested that we play the kaywin's corner song right there that is
0: true i'm not sure that was
1: the right time to play it
0: i actually screwed it up a little bit oh um he said on multiple occasions that I'm just like Kalen. That's pretty cool, I guess. And then he wanted the songs oh, play. Oh,
1: yeah. Yeah, it. Oh, that makes more. I sense. got excited
0: and was trying to do three things at once, and that's my bad. That's okay. I'm sorry, boy. Dvv54. <laughs> well, funny.
1: thank you so much for your super nice comment. If you would like your iTunes comment to be an iTunes comment of the week, send us a nice comment. Click five stars. We're easy like that. <laughs> Were you going to say something?
5: Aj, I can't oh, not listen to that Kalen's Corner song and not think about me. How creepy it would be if I whispered that. <laughs> That was Kaylin's corner in his ear while we were like in bed together.
2: Oh, oh, wow, well, that took a turn there. <laughs> um, I just wanted to say that I actually missed half that comment because comment, Chris demanded that I go get him a beer. I did not demand. And I, I had polite. no choice but to leave the room and did not get to hear it. So that's on you, Chris. That, just have that to is on episode. Wait, wait yeah, nothing. I was
1: wondering how it happened that all of a sudden you arrived in the studio holding a beer. How did you tell him you needed a beer?
5: I pointed at my beer and I pointed at Kaylin and I. And I tried to point at him. And then he didn't them. see him, and
0: then he pointed at me, and then I said, "Kaylin, look at Chris, and then that's where so got So much
1: happened. Yeah. I know. There's, I was busy yeah. talking about ashes. Well, ahead. Oh, 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 go ahead. Oh,
5: yeah,
3: go. <laughs> to be fair, that, I think that was during the the Hulu ad. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was busy talking it about Hulu. Wanted and, wanted it. It. and I was so like, it totally, wouldn't do totally it.
1: focused on you. Like, <laughs> tell me more about Hulu. <laughs> Thank you. you. Yeah.
5: Yeah. Ashes. Uh, Kaylin. give me the beer. She's talking about ashes.
1: I didn't mean that. I realized that came off as like a passive aggressive. Like, thanks, guys. I didn't mean it that way. So I meant tentative. it. I tried, I tried to <laughs> tried to make it more self deprecating. It just didn't take. What else it is went trying wrong to say way. is that
3: Chris, you have a drinking problem. We <laughs> <laughs> need to discuss it.
1: Kaylin, how was your I Labor Day?
2: Uh, it was fantastic. I went to a great uh, barbecue pool party up in Universal Hills. Uh, Matt was there with his girlfriend. Yeah. Was Mr. Belding there? And-
3: and-
0: no. No, that, that is the home where okay. we have previously seen Mr. Belding. It's very true. Hmm.
2: And uh, Tom and Rob, Adam's car guys, were there. And Chris and Laney, who are friends of the crew, were there. And uh, it was a really good time. Not me.
0: They're the people who
5: throw the lobster bass that we've – or bash he's, that we've – Oh, yeah, He's yes. on my, nice. my cornhole team, two Chris's, one sack. Oh. Two Chris, he's the other Chris. Very, very good people. Also,
3: yeah. Kalen, I don't know if you knew this, but Drew Carey was also at that party. That, that was right? the one celeb sighting that I saw there.
1: Nice. It's mm-hmm. the announcer
5: from The Price is Right. Yeah, the yeah. guy who has so the Price is Right house. Sense.
1: Ah. Yeah. Great uh, party house. And Jenna, how was your Labor Day? Uh, it was okay.
4: I, <laughs> I feel – I don't want to bring down the mood and tell you guys this, but my grandfather, who was very old, passed away last week right after the podcast. Oh, So I I'm went sorry. to Utah very quickly. Um, it's okay. It was sad, and it Wait, been you don't want to bring down the group.
1: All well, I've been doing is bring us down. <laughs> Please don't. don't hold this one back.
4: <laughs> <laughs> well, it's one of those things where, you know, I, he was like a – He was a great man and he was 90 and he'd been sick for a long time. And my grandma passed away like five years ago. So, um, it sounds, I don't want to sound heartless, but it was almost a blessing for him to pass away. And with, you know, I believe that they're together again. And so that was kind of comforting a little Mm -hmm. bit the whole week. Um, so anyway, I went to Utah for the weekend and went to the funeral and I, um, I knew my grandpa pretty well. So I wrote his obituary and kind of got to, like, think about it a lot. And he was in World War II. um, So they did the whole 21-gun salute, and it was very patriotic. And it was was one of those things where you're, like, kind of the same – what you were talking about, I totally felt this, like – it was very cathartic. It was like, wow, he lived this amazing life, and we got to honor it, and it made us all feel really good.
1: Yeah, weirdly – Yeah. It takes – for me, it took away – Not entirely, but took away this, like, this is an injustice that a life was lost. It it gives it more of a context. It
4: does. And you just realize, like, wow, all these people want to celebrate him. You know, um, anyway, it was a kind of a beautiful weekend.
0: Have you ever seen a 21 gun salute before in person? No. Is it not the most fucking amazing thing in the world? It is so cool. It's like, I can't explain it. Is that where the the... color
1: guard is there? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and then there's seven riflemen, and it's, it's just, they fold the flag. It's
1: that's neat. It's, it's really just a beautiful, really
0: respectful. Yeah, you, like, you feel very, very patriotic. And you do. You feel so proud of the person. Like they did that shit for my grandfather too, and it was, it was crazy.
4: It was. They gave us the shells from the guns yep. that yep. they shot. Like everything about it was just like, wow, he went to war like at 18 years old, and like, I mean. He, Anyway, I, I I could go on and on. I just I'm, I was really proud, and it was really beautiful. And so I, when you were talking, I was like, "Man, I totally get that. I totally get that." So Her it was a weird weekend. That. Yeah, I was, I was looking, were you? Yeah, oh, yeah. I, I was like, I get it. Anyway, so it was a weird weekend because it was somewhat unexpected. We, he's been sick for a long time. So what
1: what sickness did he have?
4: Um, he old. He's just yeah. so old. His um, it sounds. It's going to be a little graphic, but his intestines kept twisting up. Oh. And they kept untwisting it, and then it would twist up again, and it was up to the point where it's like, he just needs to pass. So they just decided not to do the surgery anymore. Is that what he had asked to... Yeah, pretty much. Who was caring for him? My mom and my aunt have been watching him for years, for the last, like, five years, because he hasn't been well, that well, uh, for a long time. Um... So again, it's like, it's one of those things where we've talked about grandpa's going to pass away. He's going to pass away. Be ready for it. And then it was like, right after this podcast last week, it was like, oh, it happened. That's so crazy. That's <laughs> just like, what? It just
1: happened. So I feel like no matter how much you try to be ready, you
4: know, it still yeah. hits you. I like totally went home and like bawled my eyes out yeah. and then was kind of weepy all week. And then at the funeral, I had like my last cry about it and realized like this was a blessing for him.
5: It's, it's, it's yeah. real. It is very comforting being around other people who just loved and respected him, mm-hmm. you know, that much too. Mm-hmm.
1: So, how's yeah. your mom doing? She's okay. She's handling it. You know, I
4: think for her, it will take a little time. And, you know, she's been caring for him so much that I, that I think will be the weirdest thing is like her days will change dramatically mm-hmm. because she's not going to see him every day. She'll, won't visit him and make sure everything's okay. So, that, I'm sure that's been a transition, but. I don't
5: know.
4: It's kind of – it was a yeah, weird it, 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 shes yeah.
5: My mom was the same way. She took care of my grandmother.
4: Mm-hmm.
5: Um, she's a nurse, and she so she took care of my grandmother a lot. And, yeah, so it just – yeah, her her life drastically changed.
1: Mm-hmm. I've heard that for some people, like, the real work of grieving can happen after the funeral if – obviously, for a dog, it's different. <laughs> but if it's – you know, with a person, if you're involved in doing all the funeral arrangements and all of that – um, that can give you sort of some a focus initially. And then right. all of a sudden you, now it's mm-hmm. like, now what do I do? Now I have to learn how to live without this person. This is becoming a very sad podcast. <laughs> and I also, <laughs> I, I, I just sorry. have to say, I feel vaguely inappropriate about Having gone on and on about Oliver, who was my favorite person ever, but still was a dog, and then meanwhile your grandfather died—an actual do not not feel bad canine. You
2: can't
5: compare. Do not feel bad. Okay, Oliver
1: was your baby, and it is what happened to
4: him. I I still can't talk about it because it makes me teary eyed. So no, it's not.
1: Yeah, it's totally Don't, you fine. Can't, that
5: that shouldn't yeah. even be a comparison. That Don't should, even lo- worry lo- love, about it. Love is a real
1: emotion. It. Exactly. Yeah. It's, it's, thank you. Exactly. And I do have, again, I want to thank everyone. There's been such an outpouring of emotion from people about Oliver that it's made Daniel and me feel so much better just to feel less alone, but also in a weird way, it makes me happy to know that this many people knew of Oliver. Oh my gosh. <laughs> it's weird. Yeah. Like he, It wasn't like he I mean, not that it really matters, but he was known and brought happiness to a lot, a lot of people. Like we were Joe, <laughs> Daniel and I were joking, or no, I guess I was joking. And then he was just courtesy laughing. I still think it's funny. In a way, he's like James Dean or Marilyn Monroe. Like he went out young. <laughs> That's right. Burned bright. He's legend. Yeah, exactly. Imagine if he had gotten old, you know, then we would have seen the decline. Yeah. But instead, you know, he'll always be. That spark. Yeah, that twinkle. Exactly. We'll <laughs> exactly. always remember it. <laughs> right. I dig it. Should we do just me or everyone? Sometimes
3: I ponder on something I have thought or done. Is it just me or everyone?
1: Alright. Amy says, Is it just me or is everyone planning on sneaking pizza into the new uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie? I feel like people who are Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles fans should attack this one.
5: <laughs> well, I grew up a huge Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles fan. I, I have, n- but I don't know if I'm going to see the movie or not. Oh, don't! Yeah, it's horrible. horrible. That's what I hear. Oh
4: my gosh, I saw it. But, Alan and I love the old movies. Yeah. So we were like, let's do it. We have nothing to do. Whatever. Don't.
5: Okay. It's yeah, I don't horrible. want to, I, it. Yeah, it's just weird seeing them the way they they are now. Like I grew up with a certain image in my head of what they look like, how they acted and things like that. But. I I mean I, I I don't mind if if it's an excessive sneak pizza in a movie theater though I mean sure.
4: Have
5: you done that? Uh, not not with a pizza. That's, That's just a little hard to sneak it's in. It's usually whatever I could, could fit a into pizza. a purse. Oh, yeah. sure. Someone else's purse, not my purse. <laughs> <laughs> Chris. But how, how good does cartoon pizza look, right? Mm. Yeah. Super it's cheesy. Like, so, ooh, yeah. yeah. Mm. And like all cartoon food. I was That's watching the, be- honestly the that-
3: Marathon. I was just looking at all the food they were eating. The opening <laughs> of Ninja Turtles 2, Secret of the Ooze, is just a montage of New Yorkers eating pizza. Makes me want pizza every time. Go I have ninja, no go plan go on seeing the go go new one, though. Don't. Yeah, I've not. Yeah. Who's your favorite Ninja Turtle? Krang. Krang.
1: What?
0: That was No, I'm kidding. How dare you? Deep I pull don't know. there, Who's I yours? just want people to know <laughs> what my, my credentials
1: Who's are. Yours? Oh. I don't even get it.
3: Uh, the exactly. Ninja Turtles. Krang was one of the bad guys. Oh, okay. But it was a popular character in the animated series. Gotcha. If you saw pictures of like this huge, like look like a bald baby, but there was like a brain living in a stomach,
1: I that was not. what
3: Krang was. Um, Donatello was, was always the best Ninja Turtle, <laughs> by so the way. That's funny. I was going to say answer.
1: that. Good call. You were well, in purple, too. What yeah. were their personalities?
5: Donatello was like the smart nerd. Mm-hmm. Leonardo was the leader. Right. Michelangelo was
3: like the goofy. No, yeah. No. Goofy, yeah. Goofy, uh, Raphael was like the Chandler, like the sarcastic
1: one.
3: <laughs> yeah. Well, Raphael <laughs> was like the attitude, though. Like, he was sarcastic, yeah. but he was also like. He was a bit of a troublemaker. Yeah, he's the, he wasn't taking the any the shit. The naughty one. Yeah. 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 See, but everyone said that Michelangelo was like the funniest one. But I always contended that Michelangelo was just a spaz. It was Donatello who provided the dry the dry wit to really bring out.
1: Wait, was the he heat. the Chandler? No. Michelangelo
3: was the Chandler. Donatello was like the brainy one. But he and Michelangelo like always had little more quips to each other. He was more <laughs> yeah. of a No, Michelangelo was Joey. Okay.
5: He was like the goofy yeah, one. Yeah. And
3: then Chandler is Raphael.
1: And then who, the fourth one is which friend? Gunther. Oh, no, oh the
5: okay. only other male guy. No, no I don't know.
1: It could be a girl, a girlfriend.
5: Leonardo, right? He's just the leader. Like, everyone just looked to him for yeah. leadership.
1: So I guess he was That's... Monica. Yeah. <laughs> well, we just um, did that. Yep, <laughs> Abe Lopez says, Certain as the sun rising in the east from Beauty and the Beast is how I get my directional bearings. That's interesting because... Uh, Land of the Rising Sun is how I know something or other. No, it's either how I know that the sun rises in the east, or it's how I know that Japan is in the east. (laughs) I know know that I've used that to know something.
3: For me, it was always... It sets in the West. That was just a rhyme that was simple enough for me to understand. Set. I like that better. Yeah. I actually just now, I was like, what Beauty and the Beast song is doesn't that? It doesn't even now perfectly
4: I, I rhyme. Remember. What song is it from? It should be set.: it Sets in the West. from
3: the Beauty and the Beast song, the one that Mrs. Yeah. Potts sings. Yeah, Tale as Time? That's right.
1: Yes. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> the one <laughs> that Mrs. Potts sings.
2: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I like that
3: you know that.
1: <laughs> I just wasn't sure which song. Okay. Of course he knows that. <laughs> Chris Glime says, I wholly expect the scale to go down after taking a shower. You know, I've oh. read that, this, that it will go down after you take a shower because you sweat. However, for me, I find often that it's a little bit higher after taking a shower. And then I begin to wonder, and this is because I'm crazy, is it because it's more humid in the bathroom and it's like loosening up the springs of the scale?
0: No, it's because water in your hair yeah, is wet hair. going to make you, yeah, that's why oh. I will never weigh myself <laughs> after a shower.
1: Do you have any idea?
0: Yeah. Sorry, hmm. Alex.: Oh, because you're so hairy? <laughs> you're so hairy. Yeah.
5: Only when you're dry and right after a poop.
0: Yeah.
4: Right after a poop in the morning naked. Probably
5: before and after.
0: How
4: about
1: that?
0: To see. For math.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Right. Uh, Anthony Lowe says, when listening to a podcast and they don't know the answer to something I know, I start yelling in the car the right answer. I think a lot of people do that. Black cherries are real! (laughs) (laughs) Kristen Mick says, Wheel of Fortune is the poor man's jeopardy and I refuse to watch it. A thousand percent! I do, like... I think I've said this before, so excuse me for repeating myself. I cannot dive on the remote fast enough to change it, when Wheel of Fortune comes on. Sort and it's similar to how I couldn't get to the remote fast enough when Arliss would come on after Sex in the City. Hmm. Are there any diehard Arliss fans? I
0: don't even know what that is. I'm not sure what that is. Yeah. It was on- heard of it. Yes, there are. I'm not one of them, but there <laughs> definitely are like diehard Arliss fans. Who? I, it's okay. It was a show about a sports sports agent, right? And it was you know who was in it. I don't oh, know. Okay. I really wasn't into it that much. It, it seemed like the poor man's Sports Night to me. But yes, it's you know. I'll, I'll look it up right now. Okay. We, we can move on. I'll let you guys know.
5: Yeah, Wheel, Wheel of Fortune's f- JV. No, yeah.
3: I need to provide a counterpoint here because oh, no,
1: don't say you like it.
3: I love Wheel of Fortune.
0: <laughs> oh, What's yeah. the love? Robert Wool was in Artless. Uh, so was Sandra O, Jim Turner, and Michael Boatman. Hmm. Huh. Hmm. Anyways,
3: yeah, Wheel of Fortune. Not that good. Moving on. Jeopardy's for intellectual snobs. Sorry, guys. Well,
4: thank you. And Wheel of
3: Fortune is for what? <laughs> oh, I agree. It's for poor people. Whoa. Jeopardy's not for.
1: That's Whoa. not that it what you guys up- said. Whoa! Hold on a second. It is- it Hold on a second. Who who are you, agreeing? With no. here. you
0: are agreeing with no, no one in this room.
5: <laughs> oh, how dare you? You're for joking. Poor way- right? people?
3: Uh, Wheel of Fortune is the poor man's Jeopardy, and I refuse to it watch it. It costs
5: the same amount of money to watch Wheel of Fortune as it does for <laughs> Wait Jeopardy. Wait a second. You're pulling
3: I, our
1: saying, leg, right? Saying that
0: something He's is the pulling poor man's He's using the
3: same verbiage oh, that was used
5: in the tweet. You sound like a Wheel of Fortune watcher when you say that. <laughs> Move on.
1: Wait, do you actually like Wheel of Fortune, though? I
3: do actually enjoy the show, What yeah. do
1: you enjoy about it? I think
3: I, I like it. the fact that it's not so hard for me to know the answer before the contestants. Jeopardy is so a mixed you like that it, it
0: makes you feel smart.
3: Yes, that's correct.
4: He wants to win. But it's this so is a show. Hold
0: we're, on. We're... Jeopardy is for intellectual snobs. Yes, <laughs> but <laughs> right. I like Wheel of Fortune
5: because I'm smarter
0: than the people on that
5: show. Yep. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. All right,
5: moving
0: on. Nice. That's
1: perfect sense. It does make sense.
5: Well, Vanna White used to turn the, the
1: right the letters. now she just taps. She them. touches
3: like the screen. She touches a giant iPhone. How do I get that job? <laughs> Can that- we all agree that that show is another example of the future being revolutionized? No, because no, a lot's changed. No more turning. Just push <laughs> Although
5: it did, it did, it did help me out. This is a sign
3: of progress. Yeah.
5: It did, it did let me know that R, S, T, L, and E are the most commonly right. used letters, and right. that, that's actual—that's an actual skill that I think I have. Oh, used. I use that. Yeah.
1: <laughs> See, I preferred when they would choose a showcase or whatever they called it, and then they would actually—is sh- that before your time when they'd actually shop for the prizes? Do you remember that? Yes. I've, yeah. No, that I happened that. early.
0: In, in, okay, here's a just mirror, everyone. Based on that, I started at, like, age seven when I'm playing Hangman, R, S, D, L, N, E. Yep. Those are oh, the yeah. first ones every I time. I should have. Every See, time.
3: Yeah, I guess I would do that. But I, in the back of my mind, I would know that, like, uh, this is, like, a cheap move to do. So I think I would go, like, well, A. But usually, that's an honorable Hangman There's play. nothing <laughs> cheap about <laughs> that because by the time you get to S, usually you're, like, oh, softball, like,
0: or whatever the word is because yeah. R and S will usually give you a good idea of where to go from there. Yeah.
1: And then also on Wheel of Fortune, back in the day when they would shop and choose what they wanted, at the end, if there was a little bit of money left over, they were always asked, would you like this on gift certificate or account? And everyone always chose gift certificate. But like one time someone chose account. And I remember thinking, I think they called it account. I think, what are you doing? Gift certificate. You're supposed to choose gift certificate. But I think that if it was on account, I think that's what they called it, then you'd actually get the cash. Yeah. It's like, why would you want this gift certificate? Hmm. A lot of questions. Okay. You see the people like
5: They already know what it says, but I will spin again. Yes. You pay tax on all that shit. I know.
0: You you don't make hardly anything. I know. Price is right. That's like a $7,000 tax bill.
1: Whew. Amy Pruszynski says, just me or everyone, I don't wear my wedding rings in the shower or doing dishes. I often forget to put them back on. Luckily, I have a ring tan. Yeah, I take Hmm. mine off in the shower. I also take mine off when I sleep. Me too. But I've heard you should just leave them on always. But I've never thankfully lost anything ring wise. I
4: take my rings off and put them in the exact same place every night. Yes. And then I put them back on after I'm showered and ready. Do you
0: have a ring hook or a ring dish? Mm, These are both things I have discovered are real.
1: No, I've heard of those things, but no. What's a ring? I have a ring dish. What's a ring hook?
0: It's like a little hook that you put either in your bathroom or by your bed and you like hang your ring on it. Oh,
1: that's
4: smart. Kind of cute.
3: I, I don't wear any finger jewelry. Yet. Or regular jewelry. I was going right? to say. Yet. 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 That's true. You know, my dad can't take his wedding ring off because his his arthritis is so bad that his knuckles are like swollen up and the rings are stuck on there. So I feel like I'll probably get <gasps> to that was that your point. mom's plan all along. That's exactly Seriously. right. It's, my mom
1: had those knuckles. That. Keep doing
3: it. Get this. out there <laughs> and me yeah. a massage. Right.
1: <laughs> my mom had that. not Not from arthritis, but her... Like she couldn't get her ring off past her knuckle or something. Adam has that too, if yep. I'm not
3: mistaken. He's oh, really? like a thing on one of his knuckles. Sure yeah, can't is. get it off.
1: I get claustrophobic just thinking about that. Yeah, yeah. That's uncomfortable.
3: Well, I'm not sure if this specifically happened to my dad or I read it somewhere, but it the idea of like the circulation getting cut off, so you have to actually cut the ring yeah. and yeah. then have it resized. I, I'm not sure if it happened to my dad, but I know somebody that that happened to.
1: That's freaky. Yeah. Mitch Cleforth says, when people drop the H in words like Houston or humor, I know it's probably correct, but it's like nails on a chalkboard. Um, This is interesting, just me or everyone, interesting in terms of the way he's formatted this. But um, I notice it, and in fact, Richard Lewis, who was just on the Adam Kroll show, I think he did it, and David Wilde does it. People say huge, like huge, like Y O O G. Uh, I think it's a East Coast thing. Hmm. You, how would yeah. you
4: say Houston? I think it's Houston? Houston, I guess. Houston, Houston. and humor.
1: I think
0: Houston. it's specifically northeast.
4: Yeah, maybe. Yeah, it's yeah.
0: we we'll don't run into a lot out here.
1: Very long. Yeah. Island.
5: I uh, like when people say what, like what, what <laughs> they
0: put an what H in choir. front
1: of it. Yeah. What? Ken Gunther says, just mirror everyone. When I have to do a number two, I can drive 100 miles and hold it, but that last five feet is almost impossible. Hashtag crowning. Oh. <laughs> um, crowning? Gross
3: <laughs> hashtag, man. Yeah. Yikes.
1: Oh. Uh, I think, thankfully, I do not find myself in that position very often. I find myself having to pee while driving and mm-hmm. like. Feeling like I'm going to die. That one, I find myself in that position a lot anytime I'm doing any sort of long-distance drive.
3: I will combine your reaction and his tweet. I get that with peeing if you have to pee in the car. The last five minutes, like, you could be peeing in the car – or not peeing in the car. Uh You have to pee in the car. And as soon as you get off the freeway and you're heading toward the shopping center where you know the bathroom is, that absolutely every time it starts to suddenly become an emergency. Right. Scary.
1: Although I feel like if you really have to go number two versus really have to go number one, the number two would be more scary because that's like it could get to a point where you can't hold. Where it's just. Yeah. I, happen. Thought say, <laughs> I thought you were going to say. I thought you were going to say.
4: I feel like if you get to that point, it'd be a lot easier to poop your pants than <laughs> pee your pants. Oh, like it would be better to poop your pants rather than pee your pants.
1: Interesting. That takes it <laughs> in a I, whole new direction. That's what I thought you were going to be like. I think that I'm going to have to say peeing would be better, although they'd both be horrible hold and uncomfortable. This needs
3: to be discussed further, Gary. No, it doesn't. I, okay. Yeah. But we we'll boys, hold your
0: positions. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> Clearly peeing in your pants is superior. Superior? Explain. Are we talking about better. superiority? If you're, okay. It's an easier cleanup.
1: Yes, that's why it's better. And it's less demoralizing I con- humiliating. I would that's always exactly consider yeah. washing
0: something that I accidentally peed in, as opposed to burning, I, this has never this <laughs> has never happened. But if I actually had that problem, I'm pretty sure I would have to
3: dispose of that immediately. Yeah. And
1: yeah, and you'd have to like shake it off a lot. You oh, I can't provide yeah, I, I still would shit shower.
3: Yeah. Well, hold on a second, because again, okay. I feel like I need to provide okay. a counterpoint here. Well, you don't need no, to. No, no. <laughs> if if you pee your pants. I would argue that you are going to pee both your underpants and your outer pants.
4: Right. If you no, are, this is. If I know you are I'm to going. shit yourself, <laughs> yeah.
3: unless it's especially horrible, my <laughs> guess is that you're only shitting your underpants, which can be secretively removed without yeah. anybody noticing. That's, no, that's, no, if no, no pee no. Through your pants, and you try to walk around to, you, what, to take your pants off. Everyone sees a pee stain on you. What we'll about the smell? Again, smell? you ditch the underwear. <laughs> no, but you, you got the smear. You're what about in the your smear? Car?
4: What if you're in your car? And the pee gets on your on your seat.
3: That's what I'm saying. Like, the pee is but way the harder. The poop, like poop is, is contained in the underwear section. You better hope you have section. dry,
1: neat poop. I feel like Matt's in Matt's no.
3: scenario, he's being, like, chauffeured to go
0: see the president and has no chance to, like, not go to wherever he's going. Like, if either of these scenarios happen to me, I don't care where the fuck I am. I'm headed to home base to fucking shower three or four yeah. times, sleep my shame off, and then go on with my life. Right. It's a
4: good
1: point. I'm so glad I brought this up. Oh, Thank gosh, you.
0: <laughs> so, wait, that was just me or everyone?
1: <laughs> wait, no. See, I'm with you. I feel like the pee might actually be m- – you're right. It would get everywhere and be messier. I just feel like it would be easier to wake up the next day having peed yourself than having poop <laughs> A yourself. load in your pants. Sure. And yeah. Your inner pants. Well, plus, guys <laughs> – Just guys, in your underwear. <laughs> guys don't really –
0: Inner pants is a new term we just made up by the way. <laughs>
5: <Yeah>, guys <laughs> don't really pee their pants as much just because we, we could just whip it out and go anywhere you're pretty so, much.
1: Yeah, you're lucky that way. Yeah. One. Kaylin, you've been remarkably silent on the topic. Would you rather
2: put in my input?
1: I don't think you put in any input.
2: He's showing us right now.
5: I I can't see. Which is easier.
2: No, I agree with everyone else. That isn't Matt.
3: (laughs) (laughs) That was Kaylin's corner. Yeah, it was. That was Kaylin's corner. Hello. Yay! I haven't lost Jenna on this yet. You sound like you could almost be on my exactly side for we this. I'll lose
0: this.
4: <laughs> <laughs> no, I just, I, I see the argument of like P getting. My only concern is if you're in the car and the P gets in the car seat. That's, but think about this in the car, you're sitting. Right.
5: The smear. I what are you talking about? What does that even mean?
4: Yeah, like, the gre- like your poop's greasy and it like... No,
5: it's just, <laughs> <okay>. <laughs> what, I, are, just are we
0: talking mean, about... It's clearly smush. in like the poop pocket oh, of your underwear. No, there's
5: no poop pocket. Are it's we talking over your backside. Right, I feel that's like, what I'm saying. I feel like mm. Matt's
0: making a, dis- like a distinction between sharding <laughs> and actually shitting your pants. Because like, I don't know how big your underwear are, but if you're actually shitting your pants... I don't think it's being contained in your boxer That's briefs. That's
4: true. It really depends on the
1: level and of... And Jenna, I, I
0: would seated imagine in whatever car. underwear a female is wearing is even smaller than whatever Matt's
1: wearing, Correct, so yes. you're not
0: that contained unless we're talking about shorts.
1: Depends what... Sh-
3: First of all, Gary, you don't know how small my underwear is, so don't claim to make... I know make- how big your shits are. <laughs> Can't argue with that. <laughs> Chris, the smear that you keep discussing I feel is irrelevant because if you are to lose the shit up underwear, you could then use the underwear to wipe up whatever mess is left over. It's that's left the squishiest
1: thing ever. That's so gross. You can use toilet paper. Yeah, that's the thing. I'm just I think saying if you get out of the car
3: and you just peed yourself, everybody will easily see that you peed yourself. Why are you so worried about what everybody thinks? But you can also spill something on yourself. Yeah, maybe. You could pull you could play it off that you spilled in your crotch region and down your leg. You could argue that. <laughs> it probably looks like a piss stain. I right. think that you could way more easily get to the I'm bathroom and, and ditch the ditch the shitty underwear. But
1: you'd be waddling. Yeah? Yeah, there would sure, be a definite Sure, but you wouldn't waddle. be a
3: huge wet stain okay, on the front of your pants. This, okay.
1: I understand where you went hypothetically. Let's say tomorrow you had to <clears> either <throat> pee yourself or poop yourself. Which would you take?
3: The circumstance being I'm about to get out of my car to and then the be president. surrounded by the president. <laughs> yeah, our friends. It shouldn't matter. <laughs> just baseline. Like, you no matter Barack what want. the scenario I, is, would you no, rather shit?
1: let's do this one. You're just headed home, but you're not going to make home, it. Just
3: home. Yeah, absolutely. Peer yourself. You're just going to head totally. home. Totally. But if you're, like, going out somewhere, I may have to go to the other one. Easier to ditch it.
1: You would. You have a, oh, date. Okay. You have a okay. dinner date. You have a dinner date. You shit your pants on the way there. You're still going on that date? Oh, yeah. Wow!
3: <laughs> All right, especially just matter me everyone.
1: Not me. <laughs> it not just matter everyone. I might have to excuse me. Twitter myself fans, back me up take. out there.
5: No, I a <laughs> whole... no barks for that. I
1: don't know. I feel like this is a sitcom someday. I was so it was the New Yorker Festival in New York, and Conan O'Brien was speaking, and my friend who I sort of I feel I don't know how he felt about me, but I sort of was like. Do I have a question on him? Maybe I do. I don't know. And I didn't know him that well. So it was this thing where it was like sort of, is this a date? Question mark. So we went to this thing. Uh, and then it was at the Bowery Ballroom. I think I've told this story before. So sorry if anyone's heard it already. Stood up. And all of a sudden I was like, oh, No. And I realized that the tampon did not hold. And it was just like, you know, I was just like, fuck. Oh! I was very wearing very, oh! very dark well, jeans. Though. Lost. Thanks, Thanks Matt.
0: I'd like to thank you. Uh, what the
1: fuck do I have to do with this? This is not as gross as poo in your pants. Come on. Yeah, yeah, it's gross.
0: It's yeah. Gross thing
1: ever. So anyway, very dark jeans, though. And it was Everybody very dark.
0: That's all I'm going to say. Everybody poops.
1: Yeah. half, Slightly over half of everyone has this situation. <laughs> Stay with me, Jenna. I'm with and you. And ladies. I'm, so anyway. What happened? Do you remember the Bowery Ballroom? Yeah. Did, did you ever go there? Mm-hmm. It's not like you can all of a sudden get out of there fast. No, no. So I slowly made my way. It's like when you have to get somewhere quickly and there's a ton of traffic and you want to kill everyone. And there's like a huge line. So I'm just standing there wanting to die. Finally use the bathroom. Finally, I was wearing a long black sweater so I was able to cover it. Oh, you're but so lucky. I was like you know what, I'm really tired. I think I have to go. And I just like, be, even though we could have gone out afterwards and I just beat it really fast and I went home and I threw my jeans in that we had a laundry, laundry room in the bottom of the building in New York. So I, I like washed everything and then it was like 1030 at this point. And I remember texting him being like, you know what? I think I actually might want to go out again or not. No, that's not, not what I said. Not go out with him again. I was trying to like reclaim the night's plans like, hey, so did you want to get a drink? I, I guess I'm not as tired as I thought I was or something like that. But he was tired at that point uh, and or just didn't want to see me, whatever. My point being, I brought up all of that. To freak everyone out, but also what made me think of it was the idea that you would still go on the date if this happened to you, Matt. I just don't think you would.
3: I know I have. He would.
1: He would?
0: Yeah, let's just (laughs) let it go. He would. hundred percent.
1: Okay. You're looking at me. He did just say, say, by
0: the way, not that I want to drag this out, but he did just say I have.
1: Wait, what?
5: what? He's never done it.
0: He's messing (laughs) with with me. He 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 might have.
1: I feel like you, you might have. Not.
3: No, let's leave a little
1: mystery in this
0: podcast <laughs> yes. and not go down that particular. I'm just saying you guys are blaming me radical. for this. You
3: should blame Ken Gunther for bringing all this up.
4: It's my
1: fault, actually. Really,
3: I blame everyone.
4: <laughs>
1: Hasn't anyone here ever pooped themselves <laughs> or a bed when they were really sick?
5: <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. A couple of, I, yeah, a couple of cl- I was like a baby
4: close calls, but never like a full on. Poop situation.
5: Yeah. <laughs> Even bums know how to do it. They'll just, those pull, those drop trowel right there. And oh just my go. gosh.
4: I know. So scary. I've seen more than one person pooping on the street. Yep. Gross. Yeah.
1: So there was one time. <laughs> oh, <my God. laughs> I was very, very sick in New York. And I would like throwing up constantly uh, out of every end. And I remember. It was the kind of thing where I should have just like taken a little nap on the floor of the bathroom. It was not it, not like I had drank too much. Drank too much is that correct? It was. I wasn't drunk. Uh, I was. I was. I had some flu or something. But I was so. I felt so sick and I was so tired. And I remember getting into bed, thinking, I'll wake up and have time to get to the bathroom. And then my eyes shut open. I was like, Oh no! Uh, and I just. I just pulled my nightgown up around my waist and like ran to the bathroom, like going, No, no, no. Um, <laughs> because I had not had time to get to the bathroom. It was just just a tiny, tiny uh, problem. As you're running? No, it was in the bed. Okay. Yeah, so that was horrible. Thankfully, my mom happened to be in town. And so I lived with my sister at the time. And I remember yelling to my sister, like, uh. I don't want to say what I yelled at. It was something along the lines of, I shit the bed or something. It wasn't actually that. I don't know what I yelled. I think I said I I need help. (laughs) And anyway, so they took care of it for me, which was very nice, I thought. Um, But it, for the longest time, was something that I never would have told anyone. So this is healing for me, and I'm sorry. And I know that it's it's harming everyone else. No, it's funny. It was many, many years ago. But uh, it re- there really is such a force to not ever have that happen. Like we forget how much being toilet trained is really like part of being a civilized yes. human absolutely totally and, yeah. and and when when the veil becomes very thin and suddenly you're not you, you, you don't feel like you have control over that, like it is very hard to bounce back. All right. <laughs> yeah.
5: Don't worry. You don't, you don't have to apologize. The only people still listening are those in this room. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I know. Sorry, everyone. Marcus Angstrom, and this is the last one, says, Whenever I hear a helicopter during the night, I assume it's the police pursuing a criminal and wonder if my doors are locked. Not always, but sometimes.
0: There was about yeah. nine months in high school where uh, I was grounded because I was in trouble and I had been doing illegal things, and I thought every helicopter that went over my house was for me.
1: Was that oh, when you were ouch. doing the— Fake IDs. Fake IDs? Yeah. You were grounded for nine months.
0: Oh, that's not the shortest period of time I've been grounded for, but yeah. Damn. What would happen when you were grounded? Nothing. I mean, I just couldn't couldn't leave, really. But I could, you know, whatever.
1: All right. Well, you guys. Well, listeners, thank you for your wonderful Just Mirror, everyone. And thank you for still listening, if indeed you are. (laughs) I promise next time it'll be less sad and less scatological. Probably more flavor talk. Since that's sure. what we're known not for. Yeah. No, no, yeah. <laughs> um so thank you guys so much for listening. We have a ringtone available. Hey, 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 go fuck yourself. And oh, you can get that from by searching Hey Go Fuck Yourself on your iPhone in the iTunes Store. We have two special bonus episodes available, recorded live at the LA Podcast Festival. First one with Doug Benson and Greg Proops, the next one with Doug Benson, Matt Costa, and much of the Thursday gang. Those are $1.99 in the comedy album section of the iTunes store. If you're going to buy something on Amazon, which you are, they have everything. Perhaps some inner pants (laughs) or uh, the Wheel of Fortune box set. You can uh, click the Amazon banner on my website, allisonrosen.com. It doesn't cost you anything extra. It does help out the show. You can follow me on Twitter at allisonrosen. You can follow the show's Twitter feed at A-R-I-Y-M-B-F. You can email us, A-R-I-Y-M-B-F at Adamcrowell.com. For Gary, you can follow him at GPatrickSmith. Matt,
3: you can go to therewillbespillers dot com or type in there Will Be spoilers on iTunes and download my other podcast. Uh, this week was my two hundred and fiftieth episode. Wow! And uh, we talked about coming of age films. Nice. Which was a lot of fun.
1: All right, Chris.
5: Bobo Boys roll call. Oh oh! oh, 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 oh discriminate. Oh,
1: oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. What are the tenants of the Bobo Boys? Like, what are the main the the, the articles of? What do you guys stand for again?
5: We don't discriminate? We don't, we don't give.
0: Oh,
1: respect oh, oh. because well, women. Respect Gary, all women. Yeah, respect definitely.
5: women. Get get your back. Um, don't drink and drive. And uh, oh, but then. Don't judge, right? Don't judge. Well, because well, Gary said he didn't like being called the Bow Boys at the beginning. And I said, "It's hey, man, it's not. It, we, we get them. We don't give them. Oh, but right. But if you give them. But if then, you give them, that's cool too. That's cool. Because we don't discriminate. <laughs> oh, my gosh.
4: <laughs> nice. Yeah. Oh, yeah. man.
5: And, uh, oh, and also I should mention, these I, I haven't mentioned it yet. I was on Dawson's podcast playing. I played like six songs on it. It's really it's, good. Uh, cool. Front of House. Yeah, it's, it's Front of House. That's what his podcast is called. So, yeah, I, I'm like four or five episodes back, I think, now, but I just haven't mentioned it yet. But, yeah, if you want to hear that, me and Dawson talk for an hour. Dawson and I talk for an hour, and, uh, and I play some songs too.
1: Nice. All right. Front of House podcast. And Jenna? Um, my AFE audition
4: is out. It just came out. I just got the... Woo. So watch it, share it, tweet at AFE, And um, also, lastly, if you're in Utah, tomorrow night, Thursday night, I guess tonight, if you're listening to it on the day this comes out, I will be hosting the Nightside Project radio show at the State Fair live in person. So come say hi to me if
1: you're there. I wish all of us could go to that. Wouldn't that Seriously, be fun? Oh, my God. like a
5: yeah. blast. Tell us in
1: advance next time that you happen to be live at a state fair, and we will come. Wouldn't that be so fun? That would be super fun. Yeah, that would be awesome. All right. We Um, should
5: do some some more live shows. We should. I had a lot of fun that last time.
1: We should, actually. And someone, I forget who, was just saying that we should do a live Thursday podcast. Maybe someone on Twitter. But still, we should do that. That would be so fun. Okay, (laughs) listeners, you heard it here first. We're going to do that. Kaelin?
2: Don't worry about me.
1: Well, there you go. All right. Well, thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, thank you for putting up with the sad and gross parts of this particular episode. And uh, thank you guys so much for being on the show, as always. Thanks. Thank you. All right. I love you guys. Goodbye.
3: Hey, do you know about the Rose and show? Show.
1: Oh, the Allison Rosen and show